2020 Bob Baffert steals a Kentucky Derby from a guy that will never have a horse like that again. I think I think Barkley Tag is 97 years old, and Bob Baffert stole the Kentucky Derby from him with a juiced-up horse, and then he actually got caught this year. So it hasn't been a good streak of three. Oh, Justify won in 2018, and he shouldn't have qualified for the race. So that's four in a row. Um, getting a little depressed as I think back on this. So. The goal for 2022, let's have a clean Kentucky Derby. Run, you little bitch. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horse is all in up at the post. Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. What's up, my great world TV? This is Blinkers Off. What's up, dude? Hey, man. What's going on? Um, ha- happy almost New Year to you, Mr. Wolf. Yeah, you, t- you too, buddy. And uh, we're sitting here watching the... Uh... <laughs> This game together here on our uh, on the other screens, and it's just it's, it's, it's almost too good to. It's like a train wreck. You got you can't stop watching it. The Tennessee Purdue bowl game, which I mean, what is the bowl game? The Music City Bowl. Music City uh, Bowl. Um, yeah. Holy shit! Like you, we jump off on there earlier, or you and I talking, and you're like, you get you got uh, you got Tennessee, and they're just pissing you off. All, all I've seen is touchdowns since I've uh, I've turned the game on. <laughs> Holy shit! You can't turn away. It's been unbelievable. Uh, Purdue's at 45 to 38. Uh, Tennessee's on the two yard line. I, I think it's going overtime. Maybe I, I, I don't know, Jared. I, it's, they it's, might. Tennessee just scored. They might. They, yeah. they, they, they might. They might score like three more times. I don't know. Like I, we kind of felt like this thing might go down to the wire in terms of you know Tennessee needing to go score. But shit, man, like might be the team that has the ball last year. See, you're in trouble because the three and a half puts you in a bad position. You need overtime. I need a miracle. That was a <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Oh, Tennessee looked like they were gonna run away with this, and it's just been a really a train wreck of a game ever since, but it's been entertaining. You can't say this one hasn't been entertaining. And uh a lot of the bowl games have this year. It's it's been fun. I know there's transfers and opt-outs and all that, but uh like I said uh, before we got on air, these bowl games have still been really fun to watch, you, you know. So uh, the guys that are out there are really trying hard to win, and that's that's the good news on on these games. I mean, she got 90, 90 points scored right now <laughs> in this game. I mean, I don't know what the total was, but I'm guessing it's over now. So, yeah, um, slightly. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is uh, yeah, no, you won for you last night, um, yeah. so that was good. And of course, we are uh, day away, I guess, day and a half away to uh, the the really the big bowl. You know, the the big uh the bowl games for the uh the playoffs right so uh obviously that's huge how are you doing so far in terms of uh 
the uh, the bowl games and what you know what do you got going forward? It's funny you ask that. I, I'm having a great bowl year this year. Really, really good. I'm in a contest uh, that, that started uh, three days ago, and I'm undefeated in it. And you know, for the website, we've been done. We've done pretty well. Uh, we both really liked uh, we being Papa Dude and I both really liked Tennessee though. So <laughs> our our heart rate is up quite a bit here. So we need to get this one home. Um, you know, but it's we've done really, really well. Uh, we it's funny we both disagree on the big playoff games. Uh, I'm taking Cincinnati plus 13 and a half. He's taking Alabama. And then I'm taking Georgia minus seven and a half. And he's taking Michigan. So uh, I think the, the games uh, Friday and Saturday are, are definitely uh, toss up uh, games for some of these other ones. I felt pretty good about uh, leading up to the big ones. The college, the playoff start. <clears throat> uh, let's see. we got December like uh, or tomorrow. Uh, the first game is 330, 730. Alabama, Cincinnati, Michigan, Georgia. You got to think it's it's is it Alabama and Georgia? I mean, we're going to see a Alabama Georgia type playoff game. Well, you got to like- think Cincinnati's probably not going to beat Alabama. I think they can cover. Um, Alabama's been in a lot of close games this year against teams that probably aren't as good as Cincinnati. So I think Cincinnati can cover. I don't think they could beat them though. You know, the other one, Jared, is a real toss up. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan won. I certainly wouldn't be surprised if Georgia won. If you had to you know, lock in a, a pick. I would definitely think Alabama, Georgia round two would be, be the most likely outcome. Yeah. You know, even as an SEC guy, I would, re- I'd kind of like to see Michigan win and, and kind of get it, you know, cause it change it up, you know, obviously a team that's not normally in the playoffs and to get in there. And obviously they have a really big fan base as well uh, to go up against Alabama. So I think that would be, that would make for a good uh, uh, national championship game. But uh, no, I mean, you're right. I know I've listened to some of the uh, dudes about sports earlier today. And I mean, it's fun listening to me because, you know, especially with your dad, dude, like he's just, he's so jacked up uh, uh, for this time of the year, which I, but I have to say this, and I, I don't know if he's listening. <laughs> I am disappointed in him because for someone that's so into it and he was making excuses for having to take Sandy out and do things like this and having to miss games. I was like, dude, man, I, I mean, I, I, I was a little, a little surprised with how uh, kind of, how whipped he was over this thing. It's it's weak. It's really, really weak. I noticed when, when he was talking, I didn't say a word. I was just <laughs> like, uh I'll be watching the games. I'm not I'm not in that situation. So <laughs> I, I, that's what I was like, that's why I know it's your dad. Because if it's if I was saying that, you'd be like, What the fuck's wrong with you, dude? Like you're gonna watch these games, but your dad, you just you just stayed quiet. But I think we all were thinking that, like, dude, yeah. come on. Well, you you would have a legitimate excuse because you, when you have two the two little monsters, it's like <laughs> you don't really have a choice. But it's like, why? <laughs> eh, you got a choice there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's like, actually, yeah. you don't have to make her happy during the bowl season. <laughs> you actually, <laughs> actually, you don't. Or any uh, season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, to be clear, Halterman is happily married, so it just worked out that way for him. So, uh, all right, let's get to some horse racing. Uh, obviously, big, big uh, uh, weekend coming up. Of course, with the the obviously, it's going to be uh, New Year's Day, and that brings you know two year olds turning to three year olds, and of course, we are officially on the Derby Trail as these three year olds uh, start their uh, their pass, hopefully, to the Kentucky Derby. We've got three. We're going to talk about four. We got three official. Kentucky Derby preps happening all on on the first. So, I mean, shit just kicks off immediately. And, of course, with Oakland's schedule being different this year, you got the Smarty Jones 
uh, already. It's, 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 an, it's amazing right now that how, you know, maybe not the best horses running quite yet, but we are officially in derby season. But before we get into that, we got to talk about last weekend and or at least last Sunday, uh, day after Christmas, Malibu Day, the Malibu Stakes, the main event. Flight line, dude. I mean, I, I can count probably on one hand how many times I've watched any race ever my whole life since I've been watching, you know, where I just was just like you literally like the, as close to your mouth dropping to the floor. Like I, I could it was just it was that good performance. And then to see the number backed up by it and just how impre- I think it was at a 118, uh, which is the high buyer of the year. Um, just insane it was and you know i had him singled and everything and so anytime you have a you know i know everybody can relate to this anytime you have a horse singled i don't care how good they look you're nervous you're nervous you're scared you're you're like oh he's going too fast he's going too slow he'll never get there whatever you always have negative thoughts at least i do and um he, he turned for home there and i thought oh he's went fast i'll probably get him and, you know, like a blink of an eye almost, it's like, uh-oh, like we're getting ready to see something really special because this horse hasn't hasn't left first gear, and he's just dusting all these other horses. Flight line turns it on at the top of the stretch, and he's in cruise control. Flight line, a superstar, is dominating the run-happy Malibu, and he's going to turn this into his easiest win yet. Flight line jogging home under Flavian Pratt wins by a distance uh and it was like I said it, it just took your breath away and you realized about mid-stretch it's like this is something we don't see very often if ever you know just a just a dominant effort just just totally blew away those other horses it's not like that was a terrible field either now i know dr shival didn't really run his race so you know you, you take that for what it is right his biggest challenger didn't run very well the same time, he just absolutely just dusted that field. Total domination. I'm so excited to see what he does next. So excited to see if he can do it uh, going two turns. And, you know, as much as we like life is good, Lightline looks to have a higher ceiling to me right now um, because that was freaky good. Dude, you know, and it's like Flightline just, you know, throws his name in the hat too to be – we talked about how all year how – good this three-year-old crop was or is and you know obviously life is good kind of waited till towards i mean he was good early in the season but he really showed how good he was the second half of the season of course now flight line you know you know then he has central qual and hot rod charlie who don't even get me started lost uh, malibu <laughs> day i don't somehow in the most impossible way uh still just ran like a good race but then but it wasn't good because he got beat by express train either way we had a good crop of three-year-olds this year, and Flightline just added to that. This has to be one of the better crop three-year-old crops we've ever seen. I I think so. I, I've seen people hating on it at times, and that's just kind of weird to me. Yeah, I think it is. And, you know, a lot of people complaining, oh, we'll only see Flightline a few times, this or that. Well, I mean, just just be thankful for when he runs. I mean, that's that's what we're in right now. That's kind of just the situation of horse racing, right? They, they just don't run all that often. So, uh, but I I – I think just be happy that uh, he's around. Hopefully he can stay healthy um, and look, look forward to a race like the Matt mile, which might have life as good versus flight line in it, you know? Um, and, and again, two, two horses that were three-year-olds this year turning four 
um, that obviously just exceptional, exceptional horses. Yeah, it, uh, some of the words that Sadler had mentioned after the race was kind of there. There's just talks of uh, obviously the Met Mile being the short term or I guess midterm goal there. Um, the or uh, uh, Saudi Cup might happen. Um, so obviously this is a horse that's extremely well bred, a million dollar horse from uh, by Tappet out of an Indian Charlie Mare. I mean this is this horse should go long, right? Um, very scary if this horse were to ever meet up with life is good. And that, that might be the showdown, the showdown of the century. If those two horses ever meet up um, in a race going, you know, a mile or longer for, you know, obviously life is good. It's very, very good at the going long, uh, at least seemingly it is. Um, dude. Okay. So now I have to ask you this, and this is John had presented this in his article. Um, John White. And I, I I thought about it right after the race, and I don't know where I would go, but it's fly. Yeah, and there you go, Steve. Thank you, Evil Steve. He said, "You know, would you vote this horse as the champion male sprinter, uh, even though?" Okay, so the, the 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 four argument is he's ran three times this year. He's dominated every single one of them. He's put up one of the highest, you know like cumulative buyer speed figures uh, for the first three starts of a horse in, in, in history, obviously the high buyer of the year just dominant didn't dusted Dr. Scheibel who nearly won the breeders cup over Aloha West. He he's dominant. He beat the shit out of horses that are kind of in the running, so to speak. So do you think he is good enough to win that? Do you think he you would you vote for him one two will he win it? No and no would be my answer to that. I, I just I, I think it's a dangerous uh, thing to set to give a horse an Eclipse Award off three races and only one stakes win. Do I think he would beat whoever ends up winning it? Yeah, I do, but that's not really the point of an Eclipse Award, right? You need to you need to. It, it's a dangerous thing if we start doing this. Because those Eclipse Awards mean something in the breeding shed, right? So if you go, okay, all we have to do to win is have three dominant races, only one of them be a stakes race, and we get the Eclipse Award, all of a sudden you're magnifying that that aspect of, hey, we don't have to run very often to do this. I think those campaigns need to be rewarded uh, by the horses that have been here all year, like a Jackie's Warrior, you know? Yeah, listen, I think Flatline would beat Jackie's Warrior, but that horse has earned... Uh, the right to be called a champion of some sort of all those wins and all the dances that he's danced. So that's my take on it. I, I get the argument the other way. Hey, I'm going to vote for the most talented horse. Well, you're going to vote for him three-year-old of the year as well, right? He, he's more talented than who's going to win three-year-old of the year. So, I, I mean, if you're going to set that, are you going to vote him for horse of the year? You know, I mean, yeah. he, he he's probably the most talented horse in training, but he hasn't really earned an Eclipse Award. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, okay, I'm sorry. This game, I, I, it's unbelievable because they keep, they're airing it like they're trying to score, which is huge, <laughs> would be so big for you right now. They know uh, the spread. <laughs> they, in the last, yeah, the coach has, uh, has money on the on them. The last two passes, instead of like really trying to just get closer in field goal range, have been <laughs> aired out like they're trying to win, like trying to score a touchdown and it, I mean, they need yards now. It's fourth and two. They it, need it, 10 yards, seven, and they would have an easy field goal. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, 
No, I, I agree with you. It's it's hard. It's like if you're voting for who's the most talented, it's no question, right? Like if you're thinking like who would win head to head, Jackie, Aloha West, or Flightline, I think we would all agree based off what we just saw, it's Flightline. But to vote for him after off one stakes. Now, to be fair, now to kind of counter that, he has the same great amount of grade one wins as Jackie's Warrior and Aloha West do. So he he has the same amount of grade one wins. Now he only ran a one grade one, and those other horse obviously multiple grade twos and stuff for Jackie's Warrior. But the point is, he did win grade one and equaled exactly what those two have, have done as well. So I, I would understand why somebody voted for him, and I, he will get plenty of votes, flight line that is, but I don't think he will win. Um, personally, Jackie's work. It's a shame Jackie didn't run better in the Breeders' Cup because he would have locked that up. You know, yeah, that's for sure. There wouldn't be a debate if that was that was the case. He left the door open. I still think he's got a shot to win it, but he definitely left the door open. Not only did he not win, he got waxed. He didn't even show up to where – say he runs Dr. Scheibel's race and he gets second by – a nose well i still think he's a shoe in but to not show up at all is a problem you know with flight line remember arrogant right we never thought he would lose again we we thought it, this this horse is just the beast of all beasts what if flight line loses his next start and we voted him champion sprinter and then he never wins again like they can happen <laughs> like they can yeah. go wrong and then it's like wow remember that time we voted flight line number one <laughs> you know i mean so <laughs> It, it it's a dangerous precedent to set to, to set if we do this. It's like voting hidden scroll three year old champion in, yeah, in, Febu yeah. in February. You know, it's like well, <laughs> turns out that was not. Um, so yeah, I mean, you never know. And obviously, there's something to be said about the body of work. You know, staying healthy for a year and running in all the big races and showing up. And you know, I mean, like that says something because if flight, like you said, like a flight line had ran all year, who knows? Maybe he wouldn't even been available in the Melbourne. Maybe he would have been hurt. Maybe he would, you know, been whatever. There's a thousand reasons um, that you could come up with. So I agree. That's why the precedent of, of voting a horse just based off the pure talent that we just saw is, is dicey. Um, mm -hmm. All right. So update looks like Tennessee's going to roll out the kicker here and try for a, I believe it's, it's going to be like, what is that like? Uh, fifty-five, probably, or so. Yeah. Looks like close to fifty-five. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, attempt after just the most awful clock management I've ever seen in my life. Um, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you the play by play here. It looks like Tennessee <laughs> is uh, two seconds left. It's oh, they're gonna call a timeout. All right, that's gonna be a pain in the ass. Uh, they're out there. It is going to, uh, it's going to win the game. If they, if they make this two seconds left, if not, it's huge for Halterman's bet because they will go to overtime <laughs> and halt, you know, college overtime is insane. So yeah, you can, yeah, you can, can still cover, you can still cover if you get to <laughs> yeah. overtime. Um, it, so <laughs> if the game, I, I, I don't know anything about this kicker, but I got to think this has got to be 55 for a, a, a kicker at Tennessee. He's got to be pushing the limits, right? Yeah, and this field is an absolute mess. It's really slick. People have been falling all day. So for him to make a 56-yard field goal would be amazing. But it also means I would lose my bet, so I'm sure he will knock this right <laughs> to the uh, Am I ahead of you? Yeah, you're ahead of me. All right, I'll give you the play-by-play -play here. <laughs> all right, this guy, he's uh, 
He's really, he's really lining it up here. He looks, he looks like he looked confident. You know, he's. You know uh, what? I bet it gets blocked, and they run it all the way back for a touchdown. He's doing, <laughs> the way this game's gone. <laughs> that would be, that would be unbelievable. Um, they, or like a the, the guy hanging out there by the the field goal there. You know, waiting for him to take it, <laughs> yeah, take it deep. Six, yeah. Uh, his long, his career long is fifty two yards. So this is he's, he's going to go for a new career record here. Yeah, four uh, more yards. Yeah, I don't know. This is taking uh, this is taking forever. Um, do you think flight line is like? I mean, what are your what? It's being trained by Sadler. Like, do you think this horse has the the bill? I mean, he's a million dollar horse. Obviously, there's a lot of lots of like. Do you think he's like? Do you think he's a real deal? Oh yeah, I I. I mean, based on what we've seen, I don't know how you could say, no, I don't like him that well. By the way, it's really funny that the people <laughs> the people on Twitter that were saying, oh, I don't believe in him, don't bet him. They're the ones, the same ones saying, I wasn't that impressed. You know, yeah. I, I've, I've finally learned that when a guy says, I'm not impressed with horse X, it basically just means he's they didn't have a couple it. times. They didn't have him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I used to take some people, and I'm talking about people in racing do this as well. I used to take their opinions and be like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder why I didn't like him. It's just because he didn't bet him. I mean, that's all there really is to that. So, yeah, I mean, he's very impressive. I I, I don't know how you can say he's not the real deal after this. I mean, to three races and already be running like this, is it's it's really historic, really, uh, when you look at other other great horses and what they did in their first three starts. So, all right, uh, they're getting the snap is approaching. He's he's set. Here comes the snap. The kick <laughs> is up. It's wide right and short. It's uh, we're going to overtime, baby. Uh, <laughs> never was it close, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh mcgrath sorry buddy um no you know it reminds me of the guys like when we go when we were uh like kind of first starting at oakland and of course back then of course no different baffert still dominates but like when baffert would bring any horse in horse a b c d and dominate and every single time we would talk to some of the guys we knew there like at oakland the like local stuff and they would try to beat them and try to oh this horse is going to get them better you know get better at going about it's like dude like we were even young in the game, and you're like, you like he's like he's gonna win, <laughs> and, and it's kind of like you, like it's like the guys like they hated Baffert so much that it didn't matter who it was, it could have literally been American Pharaoh. It you was know, uh, exactly, and I was like, no, I, I think uh, whatever his name was, Far Right or whatever, yeah. is, gonna, is gonna beat this guy going longer. It's like okay. Yeah, the, okay. the night Mr. before Z. the Arkansas Derby, all I heard was all oh, Moquette, 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 Far Right. I'm like, guys, give me a fucking break right now. Like, that horse, if Pharaoh has to go around twice and far right once, maybe far right can win. But he's not in the same stratosphere. He's like, Moquette told me this horse is running running fantastic and working out. I said, I mean, like, watch the races. Like, yeah, Pharaoh's going to have to fall down to lose to that horse. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's you're right. It, it, it does uh, kind of remind me of that. And it's just my advice is just just. Search those guys out on Twitter when you, they see comments like, oh, I don't think Flightline was very good yesterday. And then just go back a day and, and almost all of them have been like, I'm against Flightline today. I think he's up against it. I think this is too much of a class hike, you know, yep. which whatever. If that's your opinion before the race, I, we've all had bad opinions before the race. But don't be an idiot after the race just because you're pissed off. That's that's my, you know, uh, give me a break.
Yeah, I mean, you gotta. That's you're gonna lose a lot of money in this game if you if you get your pride in the way of of a, of a bad bet or a, yeah. you know whatever. Because it's like, well, he's like, hey, I was wrong. That horse is really good. Well, um, and these guys will chase and try to beat and beat and beat, and these horse yeah. like flight line will win like twelve in a row, and they'll lose every damn time. And then one time they'll yeah. beat them, and they'll be on Twitter. I told you that horse wasn't very good. It's like, well, what about the other 12 times when you probably lost hundreds of dollars trying to beat him? You know, yeah, did you, you make up half of that, a quarter of that when you beat him with that three to one shot? Probably not. No, you still aren't even, you know, no. but, uh, but no, everyone knows that you beat, uh, you beat him with keen ice or whatever, some bullshit, you know, like you did in the, with Pharaoh and the Haskell, but anyways, or not the Haskell, the Travers. Um, yeah. Anyways. All right, let's get to some derby preps. How about that? Today's show, we're going to kick off the 2022 uh, year with Kentucky Derby prep picks running New Year's Day. The $250,000 Smarty Jones stakes at Oakland Park, the 150K Jerome stakes at Aqueduct, the 100K Sham stakes, the grade three at Santa Anita, as well as an unofficial derby prep, the 150K Mucho Macho Man at Gulfstream Park. Let's go. All right, Saturday, New Year's Day, of course, tons of football going on, tons of horse racing going on, and two-year-olds turning to three-year-olds, and of course, that means the Kentucky Derby Trail is officially on its way for these three-year-olds, and with Oakland, we got four four races to talk about. Three are official Kentucky Derby prep races, 10-4-2-1 for all of those races, but Oakland, with their schedule being different this year... We'll kick things off there with the Smarty Jones Stakes. Of course, January 1st, Oakland Park. You never see that. But here we are, race nine on Saturday. Again, January 1st. So it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold here. Um, Sit your ass inside and bet some of these horses. I mean, maybe not the best field, so to speak, but you're going to have, I mean, they're derby preps. These are horses you need to pay attention to at least one in every race that you need to know. Um, moving forward, so it gives you something to watch. So we will talk about race nine at Oakland Park to kick things off this morning. Jones Stakes, it's uh, uh, 250K for three-year-olds going one mile. Of course, that uh, iconic one-mile uh, distance at Oakland, which somehow sometimes can help a horse that maybe isn't built to go two turns get two turns at Oakland Park, as you and I have seen many, many times before. So, Hawthorne, this is definitely the, the, the deepest field of the of the four we're going to talk about 14 horses yeah five in the sham we'll talk about that in a second 14 horses here of three-year-olds newly turned three-year-olds so where are you going yeah a lot of good points there and the 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 short stretch of the mile run at oakland park is is a big factor you want to be on the lead near the lead no more than three or four links off to lead at the most to win at these at these short stretch races at oakland so that's the first thing you got to think of but handicapping the problem with this is there's 14 damn horses and they all look a lot alike so this is uh one where i i couldn't tell you you know i have a real good feeling about any of them anytime you put 14 horses in the gate this time of year it can get a little bit wild it's kind of cool they've drawn 14 you know usually this race will get six or seven so uh the moving of the race definitely good uh all right quit talking and 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 tell you who i'm gonna pick here i i hate this say like it depends but i really like the two and the three all in sync and the three homebrew all in sync is eight to one on the morning line 
If that sticks, if he's close to that, I want him. If he gets bet, and I think he's going to, and maybe homebrew floats up to that four to one price, I want him. So as of right now, based on the odds we have for the morning line, give me all in sync at that eight to one price. I really like that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I thought, which by the way, <laughs> this scramble for a first down there, yeah. just just doing everything they can for you right now. Um, no, I'm with you. Like I could not believe this horse is uh, this horse was sitting there at eight to one. I mean, I, again, it's going to really depend because I think homebrew at three to one is way too low, but I do like that horse, especially we got to think being on the lead. I love the two and the three here just because I do think they'll both be somewhat forwardly placed. And like you said, you need to be very close here. Um, obviously the three last time out at Oakland park looked very, very good uh, going the same distance, you know, so that you have that going for you, Brad Cox. I mean, we, we know what that's about. Then, like I say, Steve Asbjorsen all in sync. I mean, this horse, you know, debuted, looked pretty good. Uh, then came back to win uh, really impressively with Rosario board. Get Santana back. I, I'm with you. I mean, if you get anywhere in the ballpark of eight to one, I this horse will be close to the to the pace. I think you got the two and a three. And I, I just in a, in a very large field. I don't know. Like, I don't I don't love. I mean, I don't love much in here. I, I kind of like Ben Diesel all the way outside, but I don't like all the way to the outside. That's enough for me to not to play that. Plus five to one, I would need more. So it's really gonna it's gonna be very interesting as these the bets come in here. Because I do feel like the, these some of these morning line odds are gonna really fluctuate. And to be fair, we're we're usually hard on the morning line maker at Oakland, and for good reason. But this one, it it's really tough to set a line. Like you talked about Ben Diesel. I'm with you. I kind of like that horse, but all the way to the outside, that's tough. And then you got uh, Cavid, the, the four, who's yeah. ran a ton of races, but it's coming off a stakes win at Oakland. But it was a sprint. Now it's back to a mile, five to one. I, you know, I'm not real sure what to make of him. Um, this is just really, really tough. But again, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if Homebrew's like five to one. And if he is kind of got to think about taking him, especially if it's all in sync that's, that's taking a little bit of the money. But I think you got to lean uh, Cox Asmussen here. Both these horses looked really good uh, last time out. Uh, and like I said, if, if somehow we can get that all in sync horse, the two at eight to one, I think you just got to roll with it here and take a shot. You're going to probably, this is the type of race, no matter who you like, you're probably going to get the price you want, right? I mean, the favorite will be three to one, seven to two in this race. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really. Oh my gosh! I, <laughs> uh, are you watching this? I I don't know where you're at on this, but uh, yeah, it's not good. No, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, I believe they just turned it over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't get in. You don't often see them not score in overtime, like not. No, you don't. First and goal from the two, also, and didn't score. Didn't score. Uh, ooh, ooh. We were. I don't. I think this might be this. I don't know. Like, unless they're gonna. Unless, I don't know. I mean, I gotta mute it, so I don't. I can't. Unless they blew a whistle, but he is. He does not. He's not down, and he crosses the ball across the line there. So he scored as long as the whistle didn't blow. No question about it. Yep, I, but if they did blow the whistle, because the guy comes rolling in there and, and calls down the one, but his knees are never down, his arms are never down, that's a touchdown. Yep. 
and the whistle should not have blown if it did because he was his forward progress was not stopped so there we go you you know what if that's a t- you were just you you are living right if this guy gets in <laughs> living right are you kidding me <laughs> they've had they've dropped three pick sixes in this game i mean this you, game should be over a long time ago you've lost about three years off your life yeah I watching this <laughs> thing living right uh, <laughs> i don't know how they gotta be reviewing this all right uh yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so what are you? We'll do this with each one of these. Um, you and I are both on the two, depending on odds. We both like the three as well. So two or three. What's it? What is it moving forward for you? I mean, Smarty Jones maybe not necessarily the the most uh, you know productive race when it comes to the Derby Trail. Obviously, we've seen horses um, like Gray Attempt win this thing that obviously can't go long. Um, so you, you kind of wonder sometimes, but you know, the two and the three do look like they could be bred to go somewhat longer, um, especially homebrew. So what are your thoughts on anything moving forward out of this? Well, there's 14 of them, right? So you got a bigger chance that a couple of them might be decent. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of it. Out of all the other ones, I think I've got a pretty good idea, but out, out of all of them, this one, it's just like, I could see these horses being mules, all of them, or I could see one or two coming out. There's a lot of unknown, a lot of horses that, that dips kind of, they broke their maiden and it's like, yeah, they might be okay. Or they may just show up and run like shit. So it's tough. You know, last week I really thought Epicenter or Rocket Dog One would jump up and we got one, Epicenter did. This, this race here, I, I don't know. I don't think there's like an epicenter type performance here. I, I, I think you're going to see a solid win by somebody, but I don't think you're going to see a, a, like a top 10 derby contender out of this race. All right, let's go to Aqueduct uh, on Saturday. Of course, race eight, the Jerome Stakes. 150K for three-year-olds go another another one-mile race. Uh, 10-4-2-1 again for your top four finishers, of course, towards the Kentucky Derby Trail Halterman. This one might be well. You know, we're going the right direction here. Field of eight, a little bit easier to, uh, to to at least narrow it down. But it this one to me is is at least you had someone to kind of hang on. Like, I kind of like this race. I mean, how it's hard, right? How, who do you like? You know, I, Cook, Cook Creek. I don't know. I actually really like a horse in here. Believe it or not. Okay. I think. I think now. Listen. I don't think he's like a barn, or like 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 tearing down the barn, getting ready to show us something crazy. I think he's going to be decent, and that's the number six, Quavassier. I I like this horse. Jose Ortiz jumps aboard for Kelly Breen. Uh, the horse broke the maiden finally. Uh, I, you know, I'd almost like it better at a mile and an eighth than a mile, but I think I think he's going to be okay at a mile. The breeding is top notch. This horse is 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 out of. Uh, 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 take charge brandy a horse obviously near and dear to our hearts and uh tap it as the sire uh so great breeding um never really has ran a poor race uh you know just kind of been average but i i really think the horse is improving with each start I, like i said i love jose ortiz getting aboard here you know I, I think that's a sign that he's he's riding in the on this horse i love the five to one I think Quavassier could be a pretty decent horse that comes out of this race, and I think he's going to win uh, win this one. And hopefully, we get that price at five to one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, this one, I was, I like, I had some. I was, I was curious on what happened here. Like, do you think 
because with Dylan Davis jumps, he's over on the two now, and of course he rode the two unbridled bomber the last two times. So I wondered, well, maybe he—that's where he just stayed put, and that's how they ended up. Uh, sorry, dude. <laughs> it's all right. Made the field goal. Yeah. Tennessee got screwed though. Give him that. Yeah. Um. All right. So Tennessee lost. Uh. But yeah, you did, with Dylan Davis riding this horse, do you think he he opted? To ride the two over uh, Cavassier? I mean, Jose Ortiz versus Dylan Davis. I, I, I would think no. I, I would think he got he got pushed off because they wanted Ortiz aboard. That was that's my guess. That's my guess on. Maybe it just worked out out that way. Considering I mean, could have been that too. Um, oddly enough, that he had a horse already in the race because I would have stayed on the six as well. Um, so maybe yeah, but Jose jumping on board aboard definitely is like oh that Pete Landers. Um, yeah, I think obviously it's interesting that the horse runs so well, finally breaks his maiden going a mile and eighth, and then here we are uh, going a mile. So I definitely think longer the better um, for him. I I think he's 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 a he's a play. I. I definitely like his price be- better than I do the one, but I like the one Cook Creek uh, just enough, I think, where I'm going to... Because I do think this this race is going to be fairly quick. Um, and so I, I kind of like the idea, especially, you know, I, I, I like the eight a lot too, and I for good reason, because I think this horse is going gonna, is gonna to go. Um, but I think there's a couple others in here that are going to make this thing go. So I like the one a little bit, and this is going to also dictate how I feel about Rockefeller later in the day, right? Because this is a horse that got second to Rockefeller in the Nashua. This horse really ran a good race that day, just got beat by a better horse, but was undefeated going into that race. Um, has won a, a mile. I think he is a worthy 5-2. to two. I don't want to play him much lower, but I like him. He's making the right progressions. I also like the two a little bit, too, but I like the one on top. So here's why I didn't put didn't want didn't put ugh, didn't put Cook Creek on top. Uh, I agree. I think he's a player. Uh, I don't like him at the price. And if you look at the Nashua, the horses that have run back out of that race have all struggled. Judge Davis was not good. Uh, Midnight Worker was third next out in, a, in an allowance on the turf. Uh, the the uh, uh, Karama for for Asmussen was third. Uh, next out speaking was second at parks that's why I'm, I'm against cook creek at the price I, I don't know what came out of that race i'm not sure if those horses were very good um but i do like the the horse at the distance i think the mile really makes him a player i would probably put him second here that also kind of tells you what i think of the rest of this field i don't think there's much um but i i just i'd take a little bit of a shot against because that nashville has not come back very strong I just, I, I gotta think that the, yeah, we're gonna find out a lot about that race because you got the two top two finishers yep. running on the same day with uh, Rockefeller uh, running in the sham for Bob Baffert and of course uh, Cook Creek there. But I think the five and the six, um, and then obviously the eight are gonna are gonna be quick. And it, I like the way it sets up. I don't know if the two's good enough. But the two is interesting to me at, at, at a price in this race. Do you like anyone else in this race at the price? Yeah, I thought the two, like you said, was pretty interesting. Uh, and again, another horse coming from off the pace. Uh, you know, the horse Hagler, uh, the eight, last time out, this horse was one to five. And 
it looked like the horse should be one to 20 on paper. Like he was just a way, like a big standout. And he won, but it's just, it was kind of a race you look back on and you're like, that wasn't very good. Now we wheel back in 16 days. I'm a little afraid that this horse might be cheap speed in this mm-hmm. spot. I, I think it's a much tougher race, obviously, and stretching out a little bit further in distance. I don't know. We'll see. So I'm kind of with you to be like, yeah, he's going to go, but I don't know if he'll stick. So, yeah, I, I think a horse like the two makes a lot of sense at eight to one. What about uh, 02, uh, 035 at, at uh, the three horse trying uh, dirt for the first time? This horse has pretty good uh, uh, form on the turf. So if it takes to the surface, Maybe he's one to look at. I don't like seven to two on a horse like that, though. So we'll have to see if the odds kind of bounce up for him. Yeah, I liked him. I, I gave him quite a bit of thought. I, I don't think I'm with think exactly the same way, like seven to two, no thanks. But, you know, George Weaver is very good on the, the turf to dirt angle. Um, 32% uh, turf to dirt. I mean, that's a solid percentage when you're when you're switching. Obviously, Union Rags going to be good on the dirt, should be good on the dirt. So you got to think this horse is going to be equipped for it. And of course, this horse broke his maiden, and then they put this horse in a couple smaller level stakes at, at Belmont and Aqueduct going longer. So, I mean, they're making the, like, they're making the most, like, like well, it's first of the year. We're going to, you know, see if this horse is, is, you know, like a lot of these guys do, where they, like, let's see if this is a derby-type horse. Um, but, you know, the horse ran on some good turf races, you know, at Saratoga. He got beat by Annapolis and, yep. uh, uh, that obviously, you know, the very good horse for Pletcher there, but it wasn't beaten terribly. This is so it's like it's, it's I think this horse is decent and to switch here. So yeah, if the horse switches, all right, um, could be dangerous. But it's, I mean, you're gonna I would need a lot better than seven to two, yeah, uh, in order to play him here. I like the two a lot better in terms of price. Got the one on top. Um, Hawthorne, I'll ask you the same question. I'll keep doing this. Like, is the six your only horse in here where you're like, if he wins, obviously, because you think he will, he is someone you want to circle in terms of down the trail any any way at all? Just because I think he has the most upside and I know he can go longer. I, I think he's kind of the one to watch out of here. And if he loses, obviously, that's, that's a big strike against because I just don't think the rest of these are going to make much of an impact on the trail. So... Uh, I would be shocked if anybody besides the six jumps up and, and really looks impressive. Uh, you know, and the six, I just think it's a progression thing. If he can just kind of progress, keep getting better, be around in these races, maybe he can kind of sneak in the back door of the Derby. But he's got to he's got to look good here, you know, and he's going to have to take, a you know, the next step up in this race. All right, so Halterman has a six on top at five to one. I've got the one Cook Creek at five to two. Go to Santa Anita on Saturday. The Sham Stakes Grade Three, the only graded stakes race of the uh, the Derby preps on Saturday. 100K for three-year-olds going one mile. Another mile race. Field of five lines up for this one. So Halterman, the field sizes keep getting lower and lower. 10-4-2-1 for your top four finishers. Five in the race. Two of them are Baffert. So only three horses. <laughs> only three horses can actually get points. Quote unquote, get points um as of now in this race <laughs> which is okay and and Baffert has two of the top two the two, top two choices eight to five on Rockefeller two to one on Newgrange uh I mean it's really other than five a degree of risk they're all right there in terms of in terms of odds go so Baffert if he goes one two I mean you're you're talking about 
just zero points for the guy. Anyways, so Rockefeller is the horse. We just talked about him a little bit ago. Of course, won the Nashua. Kind of the more, quote-unquote, established horse for Baffert, whereas you have Newgrange horse that I died in the uh, in the fantasy draft. A lot of people did. This horse, I believe, went in the second round. Looked really good on debut. Two-to-one debuts in a stakes race. So I guess the question is, which Baffert did you like most? Well, I think you laid it out pretty well. Rockefeller is the more established horse, for sure. And maybe that makes a difference in this race. But like I mentioned when we talked about the Jerome, I the Nashua Stakes did not come back very strong. You know, those horses that, that ran in there and got beat have not come back to run very well. So I am going to put Newgrange on top of Rockefeller uh, in this race. I, I just think uh, I'm, I'm skeptical what Rockefeller uh, beat there in the Nashua and I, so I'm going to go with Newgrange on top. I know it's just one race, uh, but the horse looked pretty professional doing it at Del Mar. I think the horse gets the lead. I think he's the one they're going to have to run down. I don't think Rockefeller will be too far behind. It's probably going to be a situation where these two horses turn for home and, and, and it's going to be who can outkick who. They worked together on their last work. Uh, you know, Rock or Newgrange just barely edges Rockefeller in that, but not that, that really means anything. Uh, but so they've been working together. I think they'll run together down the stretch. Um, it's hard to separate them. I mean, they're they're very very close. But I'll just play the uh, I'm against the Nashua horses angle and, and, and take Newgrange here. Yeah, it definitely feels like uh, you know what. Whereas Rockefeller did get the lead in the in the uh, Nashua, I don't feel like that's going to happen here because I, I do believe Newgrange is kind of going to be his his quote unquote target. Um, for, for Rockefeller. So it definitely feels like those two are going to go out. Those are going to be, you know, it's going to basically going to be a question of one, how good is Newgrange? How, and two, how good is Rockefeller? So you're really just going to have to figure that out when they, when they turn for home. I love the fact that, and I get that Flaska's road, Newgrange, but I just love the fact that Pratt is back aboard Rockefeller. I mean, he, especially considering he rode this horse in the American Pharaoh, finished fourth. Um, of course, the horse's only loss, we got in no really fault to that because he got beat by Corniche, who obviously went number one in our fantasy draft and, of course, won the Breeders' Cup. So pretty good horse. Uh, I like the fact that Rockefeller gets Pratt back. I I mean, this is a – I just can't quite shake him. I, I know that um, he, maybe the Nashua was, didn't come back strongest, the strongest uh, in terms of kind of who's came in out of that race, but – you know, he got an 83 buyer for that race, and still, I mean, even if that race underneath him was not very good, maybe he still is pretty dang good. He definitely has a. He feels like he should go long, right? I mean, mm-hmm. to me, he's a, he's he should go long. He's obviously a huge purchase price. Um, kind of has all the makings of being one of those bad for horses. We'll see if he's good enough. So does the three, frankly. Um, kind of have the same connections there as well. I, I don't know. I. I it, to me, I edge towards the Rockefeller just based off of experience and, and just kind of what it feels like is going to be the horse. Like, like the three is kind of his first try. Three is going to have a target on his back. Four is going to try to run him down. So I'm going to go the four here, but it goes either way. I don't like, I, I mean, I get, all right. So I'll, I'll ask you this. I, I, I go four, you go three. If we're not talking Baffert, you know, where are you going outside of that? Because to me, Oviet class is interesting, but I, you know, this is a horse who looked really good, broke his maiden, went straight to the American Pharaoh, did beat, um, I should say, Rockefeller that day, then came and ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, finished fifth. You know, it wasn't like 
awful, awful, but wasn't great either. So, you know, is this like a, you know, get some class relief, get some reduced distance? Like, do you like the two? Do you like the one better? Is If you're not going to play Baffert here, do you like anyone else? I just, I don't see in a world where the two is going to beat both the Bafferts. I just don't. Uh, so if you're going to play against them, I would go number one, McKinnon. So we've seen a Doug O'Neill horse beat a Baffert horse, uh, you know, in, in the Los Alamos maturity. And you got McKinnon here, and listen, this horse is, you know, has one dirt race. It was debut, and and I, you know, I don't really hold that against him. It was just whatever. Uh, then they moved him to the turf, and he's been really, really good. He's ran uh, with some really good horses. He was third hmm. in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile uh, behind a really nice horse, uh, Modern Games. Maybe we shouldn't bring him up. And just <laughs> I mean, if he takes to the dirt. He's as good as these Baffert horses, if not better. He's got more built-up uh, class. Will he take to it? Is the big question. I, you know, that's that's. I don't know. Uh, you know, so. But if he does, I I think he's got a shot here. So I would take him uh, over the Bafferts if you're going to play against him. Yeah, very well-bred horse, American Pharaoh, um, sire, of course, a, a, a scat daddy mare. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like here. And again, you know, I mean. What, you know, whatever you want to say about it, Modern Games, uh, you know, won that race fair and square, but he did, I mean, he ran well. I mean, he really did. He ran a, a good third that, that day, and uh, of course, no one gave a shit at that time <laughs> because yeah. you couldn't care what happened there because everyone was so pissed. But um, yeah, he's interesting. I think I would take him over uh, the two horse as well, just because I kind of feel like he's more unknown, whereas the two is not. Um, all right, so this one seems a little bit more likely um, in terms of what's what could come out of it and what that might mean moving forward. Obviously, let's just forget for you know we're trying to pick winners here, so let's forget the fact that Baffert is not right now is not eligible um, to get points. But what horse do you like out of this? Is it either? I mean, is it is it simple? Is it like well, whoever wins out of the, which whatever Baffert wins, um, that's who I like. Yeah, I, I I think I think Rockefeller is the type that seems to, he might have a little bit of a ceiling. I don't think this horse is like going to be a world beater, but I mean he could definitely be here and hit the board in all these kind of races. It may and win and win one at here at Santa Anita, maybe even this one. I, I think New Grange is is the one that we don't really know his his ceiling yet, right? Um, so I think he's the one I'm looking forward to maybe maybe jump up and but you never know rockefeller could make that jump as well uh it's got to be one of the two bafferts and then you know mckinnon his his pedigree is really 50 50 right like obviously the turf made sense but american pharaoh out of a scat daddy mare it talks about or it it, it definitely leans towards turf but it's not a lock so if he takes to the surface he could definitely be one to watch too and kind of like always, the fields are short at Santa Anita, but I think it has the most, uh, you know, um, ability or or, or could, it, it could project to have a couple of pretty good horses come out of it. This is a very interesting race because it, it, the while well, the other ones you don't necessarily take a lot of stock to in terms of the Derby Trail, the sham is not that way necessarily. You look back at some of these horses, especially the ones that Bal Baffert has brought into this race. Obviously, life is good last year. Uh, authentic the year before McKenzie, you know, uh, the year, well, two, three years, I should say four years ago, of course, gunmetal gun gray won uh, three years back. 
What's interesting about that, in the last two years, Life is Good came into that race, Medina Spirit as well. Life is Good was the favorite, Medina Spirit was the second. Authentic was the favorite, Azul Coast was in the race as well. So it kind of, it's, it, it kind of seems like this race, at least recently, has kind of tipped its hand in terms of, like you're saying, like this is the Baffert horse that's a little bit better than the other Baffert horse. Not to say... I mean, look, Medina Spirit lost the race, and look what, I mean, it was a very good horse. So it's not to say that they have no shot. It just means it kind of feels like it's going to separate. Uh, it's a little bit of a separator race for the the Bafferts and the Baffert Barnes. Uh, Bree says uh, Brat will help Rockefeller. I agree. I mean, yeah. I, I think, I mean, anytime I'm I'm so biased to, to, to Flavian, it's like anytime he's on a horse, it's I feel like it's going to move the horse up. Um to me, the bigger thing out of that was just the fact that, you know, Pratt rode this horse uh, last time out, or last time when he rode the horse um, in the American Pharaoh, and didn't obviously didn't win, didn't run extremely well, and he's back. So to me, that's enough to be like, all right, like he still likes him, they like him, like this horse, obviously kind of rebounded in the Nashwood. So I think it's a very big pivotal point for the, for Rockefeller. Obviously, like you said, with the three Newgrange, we're gonna find out, but. Uh, we're on the Bafferts here. No shock in the sham. You know, one thing about it, and I agree with you guys on the on the Pratt uh, point. The problem is Johnny V's on the other one. Yeah. You know, like usually it's like Pratt's on one and Abel Cedillo's on one. Okay. <laughs> Pretty obvious which one is the better one. But it's like Johnny V and Baffert hook up and win some big races. So And Johnny V rode Newgrange the yeah. debut so like he's that that you could use that as the exact same indicator of well he's staying put he really likes that horse so mm -hmm. yeah i mean take it with a grain of salt really i i really think that's i think rockefeller is what he is um new grange could be a couple different things so i definitely see that angle but i think you have to like i wouldn't be shocked if if rockefeller ran him down let's just put it that way yeah by any means like i think that's what's going to happen but i i i think it is close um and i definitely think i like whoever you like i just i think just pounding it you know pounding that exacta cold if you like if you like new range pound the the him over rockefeller and vice versa because i just think those two are going to outclass this freight and we've seen it the last two years it, no matter who you like, I think you got to play it cold. Unless yeah, it's two long shots, you know. So yeah. even if you want to take a shot with McKinnon, you know, play him over one horse or play one horse over him. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, this is not one where you want to be boxing your bets. <laughs> no. All right, let's uh, let's wrap things up here with uh, at Goldstream Park on Saturday. This is not an official um, Derby prep, but it is a prep that we've seen over the years of, of horses run, of course kick things off at, at uh Gulfstream Park and of course towards the uh you know the route towards the Florida Derby um so we have to we're going to include this because there will be some three-year-olds in here you need to know Mucho Macho Man Stakes race 10 150k for three-year-olds going to one mile big shock mile races on Saturday Halterman for three-year-olds field of six lined up here five to two on the six horse graphic detail two to one on strike hard um uh, those two seem logical uh, win contenders here. Simplification uh, for us to know, and then seven to two on Skippy Longstocking, the five horse. But to me, I I was kind of deciding between the two and the six when I was making my pick. Where'd you go? 
is this race not just the worst? Like, usually you <laughs> see a decent horse out of this. This is horrifically bad. I was just, just like, wow, this is bad. Uh, yeah, it's 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 another battle of a horse that's uh, kind of established, ran a little bit more with strike hard. First, a horse that has one star, graphic detail. I went graphic detail. Uh, you know, Mont, not known to really have them cranked up for their debuts, yet graphic detail still wins the race. Uh, it looked pretty good doing it and, you know, should get better second out. Uh, they usually do. So if you see that kind of progression for Mott, I think graphic detail is just a little bit better than everybody else in here. Also gets Luis Saez aboard. You can't go wrong there. So, uh, and then, you know, finally, kind of circling back to what I said, God, for your first stakes race, I, I don't think you can find a much easier spot. And this is bad. Yeah, it's not good. Is this... There's no points for this one, is there? In no, our league? no points for this one. Good, because I mean, it's it, it's it's shitty. It really is. I mean, to me, it just I'm with you. I kind of I just by default really went with the six because it's like, well, if I'm, I mean, if I'm playing somebody that's not the six, I mean, at least the six is unknown enough to where it's like, well, like you say, he wins on debut. Now you get Saez obviously a, a well-bred horse big purchase you know you, you know good ownership i mean there's a lot to like in terms of of the connections draws outside the speed which i like i think this horse is going to be able to sit a nice trip off of the four off of uh you know maybe the three moving forward a little bit the two even i just think these horses are not very good i kind of think the six wins this thing somewhat easily mm-hmm. but i at the same time like i think there'll be some hot if he if he wins like i think he's going to win I, I think there will be a little hype with him just based off of the connections based off the breeding based off of you know who you know uh owns the horse and things like that so i think there will be some some hype and especially going into that you know derby uh derby trail there at Gulfstream park but i just i don't necessarily feel like i'm not gonna be claiming the horse no, I, I, it's just, it's not good. This race is really not good. Maybe, maybe he'll just explode and it's like, wow, this horse is really good. But, you know, your question of what do you see coming out of this? Nothing. <laughs> just, I don't like these horses at all. You mean we won't be sitting here in May saying, hey, remember that horse when he when he, he won the, the uh, Mucho Macho Man? It's not, not like that. I kind of hope they're all still alive by May. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I listen. I like Magic and I did the preview for this, and and right when the card came out, we're like, okay, let's look this over. And I'm like, and, and mind you guys, I watch these races every day. I haven't missed a Gulfstream race or an Aqueduct race where most of these horses come out of in forever. I had to look them up. I'm like, I don't know that I remember these horses. Like, I've never heard of them. Of course, yeah. I've seen them run, but it's just like, I knew the six, I knew the two, the rest of them. I was like, I don't, I don't know that I know who these horses are. What do you think of the two? Um, you know, this is a horse that, uh, you know, obviously was not, um, it's not drafted, but the horse that he that he got beat by two back, Wide Barrio, was, and it wasn't like a terrible effort. And of course, came back off of that to win. So you could you could make a case that this horse comes in here and, and looks, does good enough to win. Yeah, I like the two a little bit. I, I, think, I think he definitely has some talent. Um, not a trainer that you associate with the Derby Trail. So, you know, read that what you will. That doesn't necessarily mean the horse is going to be awful. Uh, but, you know, that's a challenge. I I don't know. I don't know what he beat in that race last time out. He, he did look okay, but 
you know, I, I don't I don't know what was behind him really. I don't know. It just if he wins, I think it's kind of a okay. Yeah, he probably was was you know meant for that type of race, but I don't see him like projecting as like a contender going forward. Yeah, I'm not not I don't I'm with you. I don't see any of these as being contenders. I do like the two and the six um, on top here in this race. I like the six uh, to edge out just because I think. Not, I mean, this is not a lot to like about any of them. So, I, but I don't necessarily like any of these. I, I would say, I would say that the odds that, well, I don't want to, I won't go that dark, but to say they're alive. But I would say that most of these horses will be running in claiming races by the time the actual Derby is here. It seems that way. <laughs> I, also, there might be one that's dead. I'll just, I mean, like this is. He said it first. I didn't say it. He said it first. I'm disagreeing. But I, you and I are both on number six, graphic detail. Last pot of uh, 2021. Boy, it's been a year. It has. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even, yeah. I mean, it's. It, it feels like you're just kind of, at this point, you're just holding your breath. <laughs> yeah. Please don't do anything stupid today, industry. Okay. Yeah. What's we that, survived. What's the, what's the news today? Okay. Let's do it two days in a row. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, is the FBI involved yet? No. Okay, we're good. Yeah. <clears throat> I heard a rumor the FBI uh, is involved investigating a trainer. Currently. The Bob Baffert trainer? No. <laughs> no. Who is it? One that recently disappeared and said, "I'm going to take a break." Oh, Peter Miller. Yeah. That's that's just a rumor. That's not nothing official, but I've heard that. It is kind of funny that he just said he's going to take a break. Right. And uh, just kind of, you know, just, just you know, just go on vacation. Just out of nowhere. The You know, his horses all of a sudden stopped, started running like absolute dog shit. <laughs> um, I mean, look at the Breeders' Cup. Look at, I mean, the Breeders' Cup was just, Mo Forza is still running. Uh, and that horse was so bad that day. <sighs> and every horse he had was awful. Yep. And then he conveniently is, you know, put on a, a nice little little vacation so yeah i hope he does i hope they are hope Supposedly. he goes you know i mean not gonna we'll see it's all the time we have check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page click the get racing news premium button at the menu at racingnews.com to learn more uh remember racingnews.com is a destination site for all horse racing picks and sports picks uh, make sure you go check out the sports site right now, racingdudes.com slash sports to get all your bowl selections. Of course, the NFL uh, as well as we're gearing up towards the NFL playoffs. The Chiefs locked up the West and hopefully can lock up the one seed this week with a little bit of luck. Uh, got a good game this weekend with Cincinnati. Um, check us out on Twitter at, at racing underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. Listen to uh, all our episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page at racingnews.com. Of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Captivate. Or you can watch all our episodes live or after the fact on our YouTube page. Just look for Racing Dudes on our YouTube. Find not just us, go Magic Mike. You got all, I mean, tons of previews, all video content. If you're into videos, which who isn't? <laughs> um, go to our YouTube page and just search Racing Dudes, whatever it is, and you can get previews for all those as well. Go check out the Magic Mike Show on all those same platforms. They did the Gulfstream uh, Saturday late pick four, so go check out that for some more handicapping information as well. Halterman, this is the uh, said it earlier. This is the final final pod of twenty 
what is the year 2021 so we're uh we're going into 2022 any uh any final thoughts on 2021 and uh any any resolutions for uh 2022 oh boy um 2021 as far as horse racing goes let's see we had a disqualification in the kentucky derby that wasn't good uh, <laughs> we had then that horse died that wasn't good our number one trainer can't run in the kentucky derby and is banned from churchill downs and was banned from naira yeah 2021 wasn't a banner year for horse racing <laughs> so let's do this 2022 let's try to for the first time in a while let's try to have a clean winner of the kentucky derby that's my new year's resolution for horse racing let's remember 2019 maximum security won, who was obviously drugged up but then got disqualified so i guess justice was served right 2020 bob baffert steals a kentucky derby from a guy that will never have a horse like that again i think i think barkley tag is 97 years old and bob baffert stole the kentucky derby from him with a juiced up horse and then he actually got caught this year so it hasn't been a good streak of three. Oh, Justify won in 2018, and he shouldn't have qualified for the race. So that's four in a row. Um, getting a little depressed as I think back on this. So the goal for 2022, let's have a clean Kentucky Derby. Run, you little bitch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, Baffert could not agree more with you. Um, let's have a clean one, I, which... You're gonna have to be digging through the list a little bit if you're gonna to try to find a, find a clean one, especially with the horses. It seems like uh, that where they land these days and which trainers they land with. But um, no, yeah, you, as you look back, it is uh, it is rather depressing, you know. Uh, you know, it's funny, especially when you add in the you know everything that's happened with in our, in our world with COVID and and uh, the way that this the way it's, our lives have changed in that regard. It's like. You know, as people, as we entered, you know, 2020, you, you had hopeful thoughts, you know, because obviously COVID wasn't a big thing yet. And, you know, you wish for, you know, your regular things or whatever and resolutions. And then 2020 happened. Then you get to 2021. You're like, all right, it's over. 2020 is done. That was a sh the shittiest year of our life. Like COVID, like we're getting past this. Like it's not 2021. That's the new year. That's for me. And now here we are. And you're just basically just holding your breath. You're just like, eh, I'm not going to say anything. I just, I, I just don't, I don't think that anything's going to, you know, I could say anything. So, you know, COVID seems to be as rampant as ever. And uh, <laughs> here we are two years later, really, frankly, which is insane to think about. Um, so at this point, I think my resolution would just to be to just, <laughs> just try to like freaking you know, get back to some sort of normal, you know, that's what I would like. That's what I would try to do. Cause my, my life personally and, uh, and of course our industry and it's in the world is just for the last several years, it's just been upside down. And, and, and frankly, it'd be nice to just get back to some sort of normalcy. How about this? Let's set the bar low this year. <laughs> Let's not get our hopes up. Let's go into this and think, well, probably gonna be shit. Like the last two years have been. And then maybe we'll get surprised when it's better. Exactly. So let's just let's just hope for. Uh, and maybe we should start like. Let's hope the Pegasus is, is solid, 
Like, I think it's something very like it, like it, we only have a month to fuck that up, right? And so surely, surely we can't, surely we can't fuck it up that fast, right? I don't know. We could. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a problem. It's, we got life is good versus Nick's go. It's like a high, right? So the only way, or the, the, the it's really like an, an easy way to script the Pegasus. One of them drops out of the race. Right, right. And all of a sudden, the Pegasus is going to be a disappointment for a lot of people. I do think if I, there is, I don't know if it's going to happen, but there there are things that could come positive out of all this if if they chose the right way to do it. Right, like with horse racing and Bob Baffert, and you know there are ways to handle this to make the sport rebound, so to speak. Um, I don't think I don't I don't think we're going to. So at this point, it's just like. Let's hope that we have a, a, a solid year of some good horses running, you know? Because, I mean, that's the bottom line. You got to hope. I mean, say what you want about these horses. I, you look at Medina Spirit, the poor horse. Like, you know, I had no say on who was training them and obviously was a very good horse. And so you just got to hope for for good horses, you know, good performances. We saw good horses this year, for sure. Life was really good. good Jackie's Warrior, Essential Quality. I'm, I'm mad at Hot Rod Charlie, but he was fun throughout the year. Uh, Flight Line, Medina Spirit, uh, Nick's Go. We This was a great year for horses. Let's just let the horses be the story in 2022. Because I, they, I mean... Mm. Very well we said. Go. Very well said. Yeah. Um, what is your... <laughs> Jared says... Oh, you beat me to it. Jared Clemens says Jared's resolution... Keep the COVID and the STD tests under four next year. That's that's true. What's what? Is, my over under would set to be a three and a half. There. That's. Uh, I've never had an STD test, but I have had COVID tests. So. Um, <laughs> I I've wondered if I. <laughs> I think we've all wondered if we should get an STD test, but uh, you know I haven't. Um, I was gonna say, uh, I got, got sidetracked on the STD talk. Um, no, yeah, you're right. Just let the let the horses do the talking for once. Um, final thoughts, because we are at the end of the year now. There's no more racing to really talk about um, this year. What put you on the spot? You haven't, you haven't had time to think about it. I haven't had time to think about it. What was the race of the year for you? The Alan Jerkins at uh, Saratoga was the race of the year for me. I thought that was just fantastic to see life is good and Jackie's warrior run their best. Uh, well, life is good. Did our Jackie's warrior did life is good. Ran well, just got a bad ride. But I, to me, yeah, that was the race of the year without, without any doubt. Man, that's a good one. Yeah. That might have to be, I hate to go, you know, go with you on that one. I, you know what? I'll do Belmont. I'll do the yeah, Belmont stakes. Yeah. Um, I would probably get, lean towards yours, but you said it, so I'll go belt. I mean, that just those two horses throwing it down and, and and hot rod running. I mean, just it was just an unbelievable Belmont. You know, these horses really showed how good they were. These three year olds. So, um, and it's funny that we 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 both listed off three year olds. You know, that that kind of you know, and Nick's go obviously. It, it's hard to they he maybe was the performances of the year because he was so good, but. His races were were so dominating every time yeah. that it really wasn't that close. You know, you could say the classic, but shit. I mean, that was a it was visually very amazing race, but it was very anticlimactic because he just 
cruised around the track. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's definitely true. It, it's like he never really had a challenger, right? So the, the race, like I said, they were great, but it's not like, wow, remember when Nick's go battled so-and-so? No, he didn't battle anybody. He just killed them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely one of the moments of the year, Steve, would be, like you yeah. said, Yalpon and Friends Fire. Um, definitely has to be one of the moments of the year because, <laughs> I mean, to be there live and seeing that in person was just, it was awesome. It was unbelievable. That was a great day. That was just an unbelievable day of racing um, top to bottom that day. And, of course, got to see a lot of good racing this year. And, you know, like I say, hopefully we, uh, 2022, we can let the horses do the uh, do the talking. We can shut up about <laughs> idiot Bob Baffert and, and kind of get back to enjoying the sport um for what the reasons we got here right the reasons yeah. we we love it the reasons that we that still get us you know when you see a horse like Flightline do that thing those are the reasons what how we got here you know why we have the site why we um you know get up every day and want to do this and do shows and you know like that like i don't want to we don't want to sit here and talk about bob baffert for another 12 months you know yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, that, that, that's a good 22, 2022 resolution. Um, all right. Thanks everybody. It's been a hell of a year. Uh, thank you for everybody tuning in for who did tune in for all your shows, all our shows. Hopefully you guys, uh, have a good new year's Eve and get nice and drunk and watch some football. And hopefully we have a good, uh, end of the year in terms of that goes. And remember, don't get too drunk. Because you don't want to be too hungover for Saturday because we do have a lot of racing along with those four derby preps uh, that we just talked about. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Alterman. Happy New Year, guys. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This is going to be a very good year. Very good.